Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Well, hello, everybody. It's Godwin Kelly. You kind of sound like Carol Channing there, <laughs> which is timely because she just left us. Yes. Poor Carol uh, has departed. It's a good run, up. though. That was a good run she had. You know, when you're known for something all your life? Yeah. I think that's a that's not a bad thing, if, and, it's, if it's a good thing. And you're 97? Does that make sense? Yeah. If it's not a bad thing you're known for, then it's a good thing to be known for that the rest of your life. So anyway, I'm Godwin Kelly, and over here in uh, lieu of uh, Ken Willis is Zach Dean, the angriest young old man in America. I always get that wrong. He did again, but I think they get the picture. Okay. So anyway, he is filling in for us today, and today is a chilly day. It is chilly, literally outside and upstairs yeah, in the break room. Yeah, we had chilly day today uh, before we came into the tiny 6th Street studio. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all uh, trying to speed through this podcast uh, as fast as we can. Um, on the uh, the hit list today, wow. we're going to talk about Chase Elliott. Really? Yeah, he won another race, Zach. Even in the off-season? Even in the off-season. I'm telling you what, after race. now. After not winning 99 races, you can't stop him now, which is a lot of people said. Once he starts, uh, you're not going to be able to stop that snowball. Yep. Um, also, uh, and this is appropriate, we're going to talk about the Chili Bowl. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we also have some other meat products to discuss. I see that. Later on, um, we're going to talk about a concert that Watkins Glen's going to hold. Okay. And uh, our Green White Checkers today, we have a special guest. Really? Yes. Who is it? Chase Elliott? Even better. Okay, let's hear it. Haley Dunk Deegan. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, I almost got it. Haley Deegan. That's it. And uh, she's a 17-year-old who won a K&N Pro Series race last year. A lot of fun, too. I remember watching that race. That was a hell of a finish. Yeah. So uh, she's calling in. That'll be our green-white checkers segment. She's but, familiar with the area, too. She's a big drive for diversity girls. Where she got her start down here, I'm pretty sure. You you are on the ball, man. And that's without even me reading your cheat sheet over here. How about that? <laughs> okay, so we better get going here. Uh, let's crank it up. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, what do you know? This is one of uh, this is one of your favorite subjects, talking about uh, Chase Elliott. No, oh. so, he's the best. What do you think about this news that he won this race? Do y'all? This is a very important race, by the way. Yeah, this is the uh, best-selling diecast of last season. You know, those little cars. Obviously, I collect diecasts. I have some twenty-fours, both Chase Elliott and Jeff Gordon diecasts. So. Uh, so it's Chase Elliott's Napa. Napa number nine was the number one selling diecast last year. Not surprising. Brought the nine back, and he had the new Napa paint scheme. Chase Elliott's uh, Watkins Glen winning car, the Sunoco uh, car was number – no, not Sunoco, Sun Energy. Yeah. Or I guess is it, is it Sunergy? Yeah. That's a great car. And that car will always be remembered for his first win car. So, you know, that – how pumped was Sunergy for him to win his first career race in that car? That that's just oh uh, my god, that's, sponsor lucky right oh, there. No kidding. William Byron came in at number three with the Exalta. Chase Elliott's Hooters number four. <laughs> Chase Elliott's uh, Napa Dover, the Mount, uh, the Napa Dover win number six, and Chase Elliott's Mountain Dew number eight. So uh, Chase Elliott takes up what half the spots on this list? Yes. Uh, Alex Bowman's Nationwide's on there. No, I'm sure that's got nothing to do with Dale Jr. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's Lowe's. That'll be that's a collectible now because Lowe's is gone. Right. Uh, and that's number seven. Larson's Credit One is nine, and then Kevin Harvick's Bush Beer. That's one of my personal favorites. Kind of a Bush guy. Yeah. Rounds out the top ten. So Chase, so it's so basically this top ten diecast from last year were all Hendrick guys plus Larson and Kevin Harvick. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Isn't that funny? That is interesting. I mean, I, I mean, Hendrick can't if win on a track, but they can win off the track, I guess. So if you're looking for um, a metric of, like, who's the most favorite driver out there, I mean, money money talks, man. Yeah. If you're going to spend the money to buy a diecast, that's an investment in your guy. Now, I do think – the William Byron and Alex Bowman's on here. I think the fact that William Byron was hopping in the 24 and they had a paint scheme that was awful similar to Jeff Gordon's back in the day. And obviously Bowman's was the exact same as Dale Jr.'s. I'm sure that's got a little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was uh, interesting analysis, Zach Dean. Yeah. I mean, kind of slighted, slanted analysis because I'm kind of <laughs> bitter because Chase Elliott was in all 10 spots. But, yeah. hey, five out of 10 – we're going to go get them this year, though, because I'm sure he's going to have some new paint schemes this year that we're going to get. we, we got to get the Little Caesars on there. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones of his. Uh, the, Ke- the, the the Kelly Blue Book's a good one. He's got some good ones we got to get on there. I'm surprised Hooters didn't score higher, though. Well, Hooters was three. That's pretty good. I mean, there's not a, one of the Hooters girls isn't on the actual car, <laughs> like an actual lifelike one. That probably you know, Hooters was four, but it was the third. Well, the Napa one, I just feel like Napa's – so ingrained in NASCAR and yeah. with Chase Elliott, and then to see it on the nine car in its first return, it's gonna be tough I, to beat. You know that. what? Though you brought up a good point about Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's a that's a kind of a tell because that was this is last season in a car that he's raced for seventeen years. Yeah, and he was what eighth on the list. He was seventh. Yeah, seventh Lowe's car. Yeah, and that was the last time you're going to see that car. The last time you'll ever see Lowe's on Jimmy Johnson. Don't you car. think that's uh, you know that should have been higher up on the list? If you were smart, I'd, I'd get that, and then maybe right around when Jimmy Johnson's in the Hall of Fame, you go ahead and put that bad boy on eBay. And I see get, what you got going on. For I you. get a hold of Lionel. Yeah, the company Lionel. Order you a bunch of them, and just get like two hundred of them, and then 
wait, just sit on them, and then have little kids go to take them up to them during speed weeks to sign them. Oh, I'd be the best. <laughs> Do you know what my prediction is? I told you this in the office the other day. My prediction for this year, this time next year, Daniel Hemrick is going to be on this list for one reason and one reason only, because he's bringing the eight car back. And the same reason you see William Byron on this list and Alex Bowman on this list, it's going to be it's going to be just like people. It's the first time it's been in the Cup Series since Earnhardt was in it, or since right. Earnhardt Jr. Excuse right. me, full time. I'll bet you anything, Hemrick. He, you may not hear a peep out of him this year. Probably won't at RCR, but. It's going to be on this list next year just because he's in the eight car. All right. So moving on, um, we still have to talk about the chili ball, man. Cool. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, I just had about 10 of them upstairs. So yeah. So uh, what's the, uh, the car count or the driver count right now? Thir- 355 drivers. How from- many? 355 drivers from 33 states and five countries, and they're in Tulsa for the 33rd annual Lucas Oil Chili Ball, and it's all those uh, like uh, dirt midget cars. It's fun to watch. I was watching some on Twitter last night. People, I mean, uh, that you want to talk about rate. My guess is that's what NASCAR wants their racing to be like: just constant passing, constant side by side battles everywhere. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, look at the info there and tell me the uh, NASCAR guys that are that have already qualified. All right, I know I know that Larson's on there because he always is. Right. Um, oh my God, I don't have it. Where is it, Gene? <laughs> Larson's is it on the thing you gave me? I know Larson's on there. Yeah. I don't, oh, here it is. Okay, ready? Yeah. Larson, Christopher Bell, Justin Allgaier, J.J. Yaley, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chase Briscoe. Landon Castle, Skinny Jeans Castle, Alex Bowman, Casey Kane, Ball of Fire, and Tanner Berryhill. I'm glad you threw Tanner Berryhill a bone on that yeah. one. There you go. So anyway, Larson always Larson and Bell. I feel like always do well at these deals. They they've been linked together all off season. It seems like they've yeah. been going everywhere together. Yeah. There's uh. How is Christopher Bell not in the Cup Series yet? That's a name I'm surprised has not made the jump yet. Because maybe there's just not a ride yet for him. Well, that's that. Because he's only, next. There's only so many rides, he's and the guys next. that get rides here lately is are guys that have the financing with them. He was the best. I mean, he was by head and shoulders the best Xfinity driver last year. Yeah. Well, he needs to get buddy buddy with a CEO of some big corporation. Well, he's in the. If I'm not, he he he's in the uh, Joe Gibbs farm system. Am I correct on that? He's is he Kyle Busch guy, Kyle Busch Motorsports guy? Am I believe. I, am I wrong? I believe you're right. Well, I believe he's, he he is in that Toyota, but you never know. If, if, if Kurt Busch leaves next year in the one car and has a spot open, maybe Chip Ganassi says, oh, my God, I could have Larson and Christopher Bell. He'd be set for the next 15 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's the plan. Yeah. All right, so we got to move on. Cool. Um, Oscar Meyer. Wiener? Yes. Oscar Meyer is coming back into the sport. Uh, as a sponsor for Roush Fenway Racing. And one thing that has always in, um, got me excited was when the Wiener Mobile would show up. Have you ever seen the Wiener Mobile? I don't know if I've seen it in person, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think they've got six of them. Is it coming back now? They're. I want to see the Wiener Mobile make a lap at Daytona. Oh, I'd be, I don't know. Can it, can it survive the high bankings? I'm not sure aerodynamically. It may not just 
roll down. <laughs> well, they could, you know, you can stay on the apron, yeah. you know, if necessary. But, uh, but I, I mean, that's actually it's all joking aside. It's actually a good thing because you know NASCAR needs sponsorship, no, no, and Oscar Mayer is a big brand. So having them coming back is uh, when was the last time they were with us? Oh, with us with NASCAR. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Wire, while. Yeah, it's been a while since we while since we've <laughs> seen that Wiener Mobile. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's good news for Roush. That's good news for NASCAR. And that's good for hot dog lovers everywhere. Well, it's a good news for NASCAR because it brings in money. Which I believe once we transition segments here, we're going to talk about the not so good news in the NASCAR right. front. Yeah, so uh, let's... Uh, and unfortunately, you will get that in big-time auto racing. Yeah, let's make that jump right now. We're going to leave What Do You Know and go to the next segment. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You get that in big-time auto racing. Especially in the past couple of years. Yeah, so uh, usually we try to maintain an upbeat uh, atmosphere around here in the 6th Street studio. Well, I'm very positive. I'm sure you've taken that. But um, last week, or earlier this week... I think it was last week. Uh, the NASCAR announced a layoff of yeah. 5% of its employees. Now, the thing is, we don't... Since, since NASCAR is a private company, we don't know exactly how many employees they have. They don't have to tell us. Yeah. So, 5% could be limited or it could be major yeah so um we're 10 <laughs> they we, only have 30 employees five yeah, percent we're in yeah, trouble that's what i'm saying <laughs> that percentage thing uh, can be tricky yeah so um at um at last count they thought you know the guesstimate was 50, 50 people yeah. yeah from all areas NASCAR has marketing, PR, competition, executives. They're all over the place. Right down the yeah, road. That yeah. big, big, nice class building. So uh, apparently every department in NASCAR took a little hit. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, in these days and times, you it's not unusual for businesses to do a layoff here and there, you know. Just depending on the balance sheet. You think NASCAR will hire Pachris to come in and do the work of 50 people now? <laughs> <laughs> if I was NASCAR, that's exactly what I'd do. Yeah. Just have the Pachris machine. Yeah. I mean, he'd just sit there for 12 hours and just crank out stuff. Uh, Bob Pachris, by the way, is still with ESPN. Not for much longer. He's- Not much longer, but... Um, He's been with them for several years, and he's done an outstanding job. Born and bred the Daytona Beach News Journal, though. Yep. He, he got his pedigree here at the News Journal, cool. and um, he's become one of the top hard news reporters in our business in today. In NASCAR, I'd say Pachris is probably it. Don't you? I mean, wouldn't you say? Hard news. Yeah, hard yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not going to be funny like... You know, there's not a lot of funny people in NASCAR anymore. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, Godspeed, Bob Pockress. We know that you're going to land on your feet. Oh, I don't think he'll miss any races this year. All right. So we're moving on. Are to, we? Uh, What's next? Well, you remember? You don't remember this because you weren't born yet. But uh, oh, 50 yeah. years ago, there was this thing called Woodstock. I've I've heard about it. Yeah, and I've it heard was, horror stories. It was crazy because. Uh, it was a music festival in New York, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you went. To it wasn't. You would do. It wasn't. You know, there was no internet back then. I'm Chris Bridges, our producer. It seems like something that's right down your alley. <laughs> well, what perfect boy you're old? You got to start young. But if you were like 24, you probably would have gone. Oh sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was, was it was a music <laughs> festival. It, there was no internet. They didn't do TV ads. They didn't do radio ads. Mm, no Pandora back then. And somehow or another, which is amazing to me, they estimate a million people showed up on this farm to listen to the music. And it's just crazy. I couldn't imagine. I don't like concerts with, with 3,000 people. I couldn't imagine a million people. So God, it must have smelled bad. <laughs> so... Uh, Watkins Glen International, which is a big old road course Mm -hmm. in the general vicinity of where Woodstock was, um, they raised their hand. They're going to host the 50th anniversary Woodstock Festival. Really? Yeah. What can go wrong there? Yeah, it seems... uh, Well, so are they going to hold it during race weekend? August 16th through 18th. Yeah, must be. Holy moly. So anyway, go online, get the get the real details. <laughs> we're just we're just mentioning it in passing, so Well, what could go wrong when you combine Woodstock anniversary and NASCAR fans? That'd be, be fun. And keg after keg of bush light. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna end um you'll get that in big time auto racing by talking about Jeff Gordon. We just Jeff, can't. Huh? We can't stop talking about you Jeff didn't Gordon. You put that on my sheet. What does Jeff Gordon get to do with it? Oh, his big extension. Yeah, yeah so, he's the best. So Jeff Gordon is forty-seven years old. He's been out of racing since what three years? Fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Actually, going on. He his last year is in two thousand fifteen. So we're going on. This is Chase Elliott's fourth year. My yeah. God, that's shocking. So, um, just like last month, maybe. Within the last six weeks, Rick Hendrick said that Jeff Gordon would be his replacement yeah. as the leader of Hendrick Motorsports. And uh, Rick Hendrick must be in pretty good shape because Jeff Gordon <laughs> has announced no, that he's no going, health issues. Yeah, he's going back to Fox Sports in a multi-year deal. And um, so we'll, we still have Jeff Gordon on race day for the Daytona 500. I um, I'm a little surprised because I feel like we've heard rumblings for a while now that this is just kind of a temporary holdover until the Hendrick job opened up. But maybe Hendrick doesn't, you know, isn't going anywhere. I don't know how when it, Hendrick's got to be in his seventies. Is it saying in here? No, uh, but he's got to be in his seventies, right? Well, he's getting close. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I think Gordon does a nice job in the booth. Um, people don't like him and Wallstrip together. I actually like them. I I've always been more of a Fox broadcast guy than NBC, although I thought NBC did a really good job this year, obviously, with Junior coming in. I thought NBC did a nice job uh, as well, but I, I've always liked those three. Mike Joy, Daryl Waltrip, who's about 95 years old now, and <laughs> J. 
Jeff Gordon. I, I've always liked the Fox pre- presentation. So I think it's a good move. Good. All right. I'm, uh, of course, we all know I'm a Hendrick guy, so it's going to be tough to convince me otherwise. Or, or Hendrick or the soon-to-be-called Gordon Motorsports, I assume. <laughs> Hendrick Gordon. Hendrick Gordon, Gordon Moran. 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 Yeah, that so. sounds good. I think, I, I think that'll work. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to move on to Green White Checkers. Oh, this is it. This is the big interview, isn't it? Are you nervous? Yeah. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Green White Checkers, um, today is, uh, we, we got a phone in from uh, rising NASCAR star, Haley Deegan. Who's way more popular than me on Twitter, you'll yes. sure will find out. So, we had a nice uh Zach Dean and I had a very nice little chat with Haley, and um, here you go. And before before I turn it over to uh, the conversation, just uh, want to say thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week like normal. Rolex okay. week next week. Yes. Big yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to— The unofficial official start of speech. We're going to talk Rolex a lot more cool. next week because they're going to be in town, yeah. and so we don't want to have to hide behind garbage cans out there, you know, because we, we're not going to ignore them. Okay. Sounds All right. Plan. So, anyway, here it is, our interview with Haley Deegan. Okay, so on the, on the phone right now with us is Haley Deegan. Uh, up-and-coming star of NASCAR. No Can kidding. I say that? Are you embarrassed to hear it that way, Haley? <laughs> hey, we're working on it. A lot of work to go ahead, but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I know she was a star because a couple months ago, back in October, when uh, I was over at, I think it was New Smyrna Speedway, talking to some of the up-and-comers for the Drive for Diversity over they had at the Speedway, a lot of them were talking about Haley Deegan. I think it was right after you won your race. It was right around that same time. So uh, I, I think star's becoming an, a, an appropriate term for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did they take <laughs> oh, yes. It was all good things, and it was all uh, – there, there was quite a bit of females there on the track, and I was talking to them uh, between testing and whatnot. And, uh, yes, Haley Deegan was a very popular name, so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, Haley, you're um, you're uh, going to run during Speed Weeks in the K&N race here? Yes. Okay. So um, – the New Smyrna Speedway, which is about 10 miles south of Daytona Speedway, is where people learn yeah. to race. And if you prove yourself at New Smyrna Speedway, the next stop is Daytona Speedway. Yeah. And I, I, I <laughs> think. And that, and, yeah, that's kind of. I was going to say, it's a little bit bigger at Daytona. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But uh, yeah. you're focused, you're completely focused on the race at New Smyrna Speedway right now. Yeah, that's kind of like where my uh, goal is set right now, um, racing the K&N car at New Smyrna. Um, I'm working on trying to get a late model there for Speed Week since I'll be there that whole week uh, doing stuff. So we're still working on that deal, but hopefully I'll be able to do that, just being in the seat as much as possible, getting ready um, for the K&N race and the whole season coming up. Okay, now uh, in um, 
this bio information that I've got, it says that you're going to be racing in the K&N West Series this year. Um, yeah. Is that just because, uh, you know, this will uh, expose you to different tracks rather than running the East again? Yeah, I th- so I actually raced um, in the K&N West Series last year with a partial East schedule. Um, I'll be doing the same schedule this year. I think that going to those tracks that I go to on the West Coast is a little closer to home um, for me in California. And in the end, I feel like it's just as competitive, especially this year coming up with the cha- uh, teams changing. Uh, stuff moving around. The tracks we go to on the East Coast are pretty much close to the West Coast tracks. And plus, I get to go to the bigger tracks on the East Coast for the few East races I do. Okay. And um, is there – so we know you're running the K&N. Um, is, and you don't have to announce anything, but uh, do you have other plans, wink, wink, for the season? <laughs> wink, wink, wink. I mean, we're working on stuff at the moment, but nothing uh, set in stone and now. But hopefully we'll have something coming up in the next couple weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. I saw something on Twitter. Wasn't there something on Twitter yesterday about you making some <laughs> sort of announcement? Am, am, am I misremembering that or am I right on that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, she has gone through media coaching classes yeah. already. She's a pro. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're still in the age, and, and I, I, I really hate to say this, but, you know, having a uh, somebody that uh, – a female that's performing at a high level in motorsports is still news. And I'm in my 60s now. Zach's, what are you, 17 or 18? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, so, well, I'm 25. Yeah, Rarely do I, when we have people on the show or anybody involved with this podcast, am I older than somebody? But yeah. I am. I'm in 25, and I'm actually older than somebody, finally. So yeah. all these years, I've, I've you know, seen women drivers come up, and they just haven't you know, reached the summit. All right. Is that your goal, is to be that first woman to have the complete breakthrough in in racing? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely my end goal. Uh, I think that I really don't know. Like, I ask myself sometimes, like, why no other girls made it? And, like, what's going to go into having uh, me make it in this whole NASCAR career in the NASCAR world? But it's going to be a long uh, road ahead. I'm still in K&N. We've still got trucks, Xfinity, and hopefully one day Cup. All right. And um, are you going to uh, – I know you're going to be in the K&N race at New Smyrna, but are you going to be um, doing any kind of uh, uh, autograph sessions or anything while you're in town here? Yeah. So, actually, at the K&N race, they have autograph sessions. I'll be doing tons of media stuff that whole two weeks. Um, I'll be there for two weeks, starting uh, from the beginning of Speed Week uh till after the daytona 500 so i'll be there for quite a while doing stuff Haley, you're 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 17 or do you go to school i mean how does that work i graduated when i was 16 wow so you graduated from high school when you were 16 yeah so i ended up uh wow. i stopped going to school and started homeschooling in seventh grade gotcha. and i just because i like doing stuff at a faster pace yeah. um than most people did at uh, going to a regular school. And so I just did my work quicker than normal. I never took any summers off, never took any breaks off, and I ended up finishing two years early. 
Wow. Well, I mean, some people, I, I have two brothers who are homeschooled, and uh, I never did the whole homeschooling thing, but you're right. It's got to be, I mean, you, you've got to be a certain type of person to be able to pull that off. And I guess if you're as dedicated to, to, to go to where you want to go, it, it's it's maybe some something that you have to do is maybe get at your own pace, you know, get that schooling out of the way so you can focus on racing. I would imagine it's a year-round deal for you, isn't it, racing? Yeah, it totally is. I mean, the off season is definitely a little slower, but once the race season kicks up, and that's, I'd say, nine months out of the year, uh, it's definitely a long year, and it is a lot of work throughout the year, but I love it. I love traveling everywhere. I love racing every weekend. So uh, I talked to, uh, this is Godwin Kelly again, that was acting the youngster. Uh, are our voices that similar where she can't decipher our different yeah, voices? Yeah, I, 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 I sound young. Well, I was going to say, who sounds younger, me or Godwin? <laughs> She's not going to answer that. She's not going to answer that. But uh, I had an interview with a um, quarter midget uh, racer that lives locally, a uh, 13-year-old girl, and just out of the blue, she brought your name up. And I'm like... Uh-huh. I'm like, well, why did you talk about her? And, and so the 13-year-old says, well, I look up to Haley. And so I'm wondering if you're aware of that, like that you have a kind of a following of these girls that are younger than you and they're they're keeping their eye on you. Yeah, that's definitely really cool to hear because a lot of that stuff doesn't get back to me a lot, of, uh, like when they mention my name. But it's definitely cool seeing... Uh, girls come up in the racing world and all these little girls starting to race especially when they look up to me because I just want to be a good figure and a good influence to look up to in my racing career of how hard I want to work and push myself well, that's fantastic um, now uh, for your own uh, benefit uh, how do people follow you on social media I'm you know what's funny I'm looking at her Twitter <laughs> right now she's got 23,000 followers and we're struggling to get like 2,000 yeah. here so I need her my Twitter is my weaker one I'm struggling on Twitter are I'm you serious I, I wish I would love to be struggling on Twitter with 23,000 that'd be awesome <laughs> I'd kill for that okay so <laughs> so uh, on Twitter all the other social platforms give us a rundown of how people can follow you all my accounts are just at Haley Deegan uh, my name's spelled a little differently than most other Haley's it's H-A-I-L-I-E and then just my last name Deegan and that's on Instagram I don't like really use Snapchat that much uh, Instagram uh, Twitter Facebook uh, Snapchat a little bit do you what's your favorite one because I'm like a Twitter guy Instagram by far really okay because everybody likes Instagram and I just I can't get into the Instagram I don't know I, I just don't I mean I, I'm not great at taking pictures I don't look at something and think oh I have to take a picture of this but some like like I feel like Instagram is <laughs> the most popular one yeah Instagram is the west coast thing I feel like oh, it's so kind it's a of a more California <laughs> type social media and Twitter is more on the east coast all right. Okay, so uh, just for your benefit, I'm at Godwin Kelly, and Zach is at Zach Dean NJ. <laughs> no, it's Zach Dean DB NJ. Don't worry, I'm going to go quote one of your tweets right now and talk about how okay. how, how little followers I, I, I have. Compared you're talking to you. about. Yeah, <laughs> even though even though Zach is verified, I am verified. I don't know how I got verified with so little followers, but I did get verified. He so got, I got verified before they shut the door on that. So, yeah, so uh, I'm good to go. Anyway, uh, I, we really appreciate you calling in today to our little podcast on the 6th Street studio. Um, I'm anxious to meet you now that uh, we've talked. Um, Zach and I will be at Speed Weeks all week, and uh, we'll make sure to f- come find you and introduce ourselves. 
but uh, good luck this season and um, uh, thanks again for joining us today at the Daytona Motor Mounds. Yeah, no problem. I'm sure I'll see you guys in East Smyrna. All we'll right. see you in a few weeks. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.